Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Let's take a look at the latest vote projections from German news organization ZDF. They have the center-right conservatives, CDU, CSU, on 24.2%, the center-left SPD with 26% of the votes, the Greens on 14.3%, the pro-business liberal free marketeers, FTP, winning 11.5% of the vote, and the far-right AFD on 10.6%, and the far-left, D-Linke, on 5%. Now, in terms of seats in the German parliament's lower chamber, that would put the SDP as the largest party with 210 seats, but crucially needing support from two other parties in order to secure a majority. Hello, I'm Nam Park, Head of Strategy and Business Operations Singapore at Julius Baer. Today is Monday, September 27th. And on Sunday, Germany held a federal election which it does approximately every four years. And to give us insight into, it is Julius Baer's chief economist, David Cole. Hello, David, and thanks for joining me today. Hello, good morning. This is the first election where the sitting chancellor didn't run for office again. That's Angela Merkel, of course. And she's also been chancellor since 2005. So just not seeing her will be something different for Germany and Europe and the world. And into that vacuum, what emerges? Well, that's what I want to ask David, among other things. And so let's get started right away. David, I have seven questions for you. And the first is, the returns show the Social Democratic Party has won the biggest share of the vote, ahead of Merkel's Christian Democratic Union. But their advantage is very thin, less than two percentage points. So they'll have to team up with some other party to form a government Who do you think they will team up with? And what that coalition that forms the next government look like? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. And that's indeed everybody here in Germany asks itself that. And we had after the elections already some talks in the public TV. And there were strong indications that both uh, the Greens and the Liberal Democrats want to be part of the next government. And then it becomes really interesting because it's not only the SPD, the Social Democrats, which, as you outlined, won the biggest shares of the vote, but it's also the Christian Democratic Union, which is interested to form a government with, again, the same parties with the Greens and the Liberal Democrats. Both combinations have actually a majority in the new Bundestag, so both is possible. Thank you, David. My next question is, there's enough that's different about this election outcome compared to the last one. That one could say the people have asked for change. What priorities do you think it shows are most important to Germans? Yes, so in the election campaign, we have to say the biggest priority was really to do, and this is really in quotes, to do something about climate change. And this is the common denominator in this election. And then it gets complicated. It's a priority to do something about climate change, uh, but how to do it and to what costs, there was really the differences. All the parties have positioned themselves somehow in this climate change environment theme. 
that was probably the biggest topic when it comes to content of the election campaigns. We had at the end of the election campaign, and this is indeed visible right now as well, we had more of a competition who will lead the country. So less of a content, more in terms of a leadership question between Olaf Scholz from the SPD and Armin Laschet from the Union. So here, there was a bit shift away really from the content. But when you ask me what is the content, what is the top priority really Germany is looking at, then is to do a bit more about climate change than it has been done in the last four years. Great. The world is a very messy place these days, unfortunately. But I'm sure what that mess is depends on your vantage point. From the vantage point of the next German government, what do you think are the major challenges it is going to try to tackle? Yeah, when you ask me about the world, messy place, and of course, this goes via the direction geopolitics. Where are the parties, where are the German parties and the possible, the next German government positioned? And here, there is less consensus when we compare it to the climate change, environmental change. Here, indeed, uh, we have a party like the Greens, which more hawkish, which are more stricter of authoritarian governments, so which are here more sensitive towards that. And others are more open-minded. So I can't tell you really in which direction goes. But of course, probably the biggest challenge, it will start first in Europe. Here, we had a German leadership simply because Angela Merkel was so long chancellor. And this has to be replaced. You talked about the vacuum. And that's probably a good hint that here, the new German government will need to fill this role. So he will strengthen here also the EU, uh, be a driver of more European integration and strengthen the European Union in a world where more power blocks are around it and where it's more difficult to follow through your targets, your rules, your what you want to achieve as European Union in the world. Thanks, David. We know from numerous surveys that climate change is the biggest issue for the German electorate. Can the new government deliver real changes, the kind the people want to see? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Probably the positive answer would be, yes, indeed, they can. Why? Because there are so many parties involved, which have all a slightly different twist when it comes to tackle climate change. Some put the economic costs more into focus. Others are more radical, want to tackle the issues faster and probably also to higher costs. We have seen also in other countries, in Switzerland, for example, that people are very supportive to tackle somehow climate change, but don't like it actually when it comes with some costs. And what we have right now after the elections is definitely a broad coalition which supports climate change, but we don't have a broad coalition which goes the very radical way, which might be costly to people. So in this sense, I would really lean towards the answer that there is some hope uh, that actually the real change which will happen is to change what people want to see. So namely, probably not at this huge cost they fear when we're talking about climate change. Fantastic. The result shows that left and left-leaning parties are now in the majority. Does this mean higher taxes and a less entrepreneurial backdrop is in the making? Well, this became pretty unlikely after this election outcome. Probably the highest tail risk when it comes to higher taxes, also to when SPD Green and left coalition would be possible to form. You can still form it, but it has no majority in the Bundestag. And then it gets really difficult to push through higher taxes. There's a strong opposition from both, from the 
Christian Democrats and also liberal Democrats against higher taxes. About entrepreneurial backdrop and uh, regulation, I'm not sure. This is a big issue here in Germany. There's too much of it. The former parties, the former Grand Coalition was also not able to reform that. So here it remains some hope that we could not go in more in this direction. But higher taxes can be indeed excluded because it's simply too difficult to achieve and there's no deep political consensus to go this route. Great. What does the elections outcome mean for the European Union? Is it supportive for the euro? Will the EU move closer to the fiscal union? Well, I think the outcome is neutral for the euro, basically. And on the fiscal union, and then, of course, we have also the reform of the stability and growth pact. We have how the freedom of the European Central Bank has been respected by the governments. All these issues, we think we are in a pretty neutral space here. We think all parties but the Liberal Democrats are more open, actually, towards going into fiscal union, being not as strict in the Stability and Growth Pact. But Liberal Democrats will, in most likelihood, be a part of the new government. So here, negotiations will be difficult to do that. Our feeling is so far that there is no dogmatic opposition against these reforms. But we rather think that the new government will be rather slow and not a driver in these issues of moving to a fiscal union, reforming the stability and growth pact, and therefore probably a pretty neutral outcome when it comes for the euro outlook. Thank you. Now, my last question is, how long do you think it will take before a new coalition is formed and a new chancellor is chosen? Yeah, that's a very good question. We have had this pretty bad experience after the last election where it took very, very long. And this, of course, creates then a source of instability, of uncertainty. Also for financial markets, that's possible. And when we look at the next year, we have elections in France. So there is probably a sense of urgency also among the parties which had been now elected to form faster a new government than the four years ago. So this is the big hope, and the impression is really that they mean it. So that means probably until year-end, we can have a new government in Germany. Thank you very much again, David. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have found today's podcast interesting. That's all we have time for. So on behalf of David Cole and all our colleagues at Julius Baer, thank you for listening in, and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to 
www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.